Good morning, everybody. So good to be here. And, um, you know, when Pastor Sheldon, uh, by the way, how many of you love Pastor Sheldon and Heidi? We, we love them so much. Yeah. But, you know, when Pastor Sheldon um, asked um, Bernard to come and speak, I said, all right, now I can go fishing. <laughs> but anyway, she said, no way. You got to come here and sit three services like I did for you. So I'm here to serve her today. But um, before she um, speaks, she, she will be speaking on um, um, how to lead um, as, a, as a dad. It is truly an honor for me to be able to share the word with you this morning. And I am so thankful that I get to come to my home church for three services today. And I thank you so much for loving us and for making us feel so respected and so appreciated. You know, we get to go to different churches all over the state. And almost every Sunday, we are at a different church. But I just cannot tell you how much we miss. I miss this church family. When we don't come for a long time, I, the next time we come back, I just cry just looking at all of you. But anyway, today... It's Father's Day, and it's set aside for us to celebrate and honor our fathers. And we want you to know, dads, how much we really appreciate, appreciate you, and we thank God for you. And I must say, please forgive us if we have taken you for granted, because, you know, as children, we get to do that a lot. We take our dads for granted and we don't thank them enough for all that they do for us. But we not only want to honor our dads just today, but every day of our lives. I look around and I see families walk in. And I mean families. I see fathers with their families. And I just thank God for each one of you dads who have chosen, you have chosen to take your God-given responsibility to bring your family to church today. And I watch you worship God with all your heart, just loving Jesus. And I am so pleased. On, on the Sundays that we come, I observe how you listen to your pastor and how you are tracking with him. And I stand proud and I thank my God for each one of you just to see that you are allowing God speak to your heart through the spoken word. And I pray that you will not be hearers of the word, but doers of the word also, as the word says. And I know Pastor Alex always says that when you walk out these doors, that's when church begins because that is when you get to apply the word that you have learned into your life. I know that some of you wives and children and single moms may feel like I'm only addressing the fathers today, but I pray that you will hear God speak to your heart as well. In Genesis 18, starting from the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis 18, verse 19 says, I have chosen him. 
so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. God has chosen you, fathers, to direct your children and your household to obey the Lord and to do what is right. Fathers, number one, you need to learn to lead your family to obey the Lord. Do you realize what an awesome responsibility that is? Obviously, he created man before woman, and that's reason enough for me to believe that you are to take the lead in your household. God has made the man stronger, capable of harder physical labor, and has given him the responsibility of taking the brunt of difficult circumstances in the family. Pastor Sheldon referred to the family as the smallest social network. You know, before the church, the place of worship was the home, and all worship was directed and led by the head of the home, and that was the husband and the father. Dads, do you know that you are the first authority in your children's life? It is your responsibility to make sure your children grow up in an environment that will enable them to one day be competent, responsible parents too. If you are trustworthy, loving, and kind, your children will learn to love God more easily. They will understand that God is good because they see that goodness in you. Do you know that your kids trust you? Well, you may not think so, but you have more authority in your children's eyes than any pastor. You have an extra load on your shoulders, and I believe that is a good thing. Fathers are extremely important in the households. You are responsible for discipline, for earning wages, for controlling behaviors, and for giving direction. A great father is one who wants his children to know that God is a God of love. Our children need to hear of a Savior who loved them enough to take the punishment for their sins without protest. You heard Alex say, for me to take the kids to church. And he would say, you go for me. And the children and I would go while he would go fishing or hunting. He felt that the weekends were his day off, and he had a right to do what he wanted to do. And so he was so busy trying to be the top fisherman, trying to make lots, lots of money, chasing dreams, thinking he was doing his job providing for us, but he was never there for us emotionally or spiritually. In the past, I didn't know how to say, honey, I need you. I want you to go to church with us. I need you to help me. I can't raise the children on my own. You know, the only way I knew how to communicate it to him was to throw a tantrum. I would give him the silent treatment for a couple of days. Think, yeah, that would fix him. But you know, I found out that 
that didn't work. It only drove him to dream more about fishing. He was a great leader in our home, and he made it clear to me from the very beginning of our marriage that he would work hard to provide for us. And my job was to stay at home and raise the children. Well, he never once failed to provide financially for us. He worked hard as a mechanic, and he worked extremely hard as a commercial fisherman. And after fishing all day, he would come home and sit and drink with the guys till late at night. And then he'd get up early again the next morning, do the same thing over again. He was leading our family all right, but he was leading us in the ways of the world. What was he modeling to the children? The children and I helped him with the fishing, and we had money to buy things. We had all the comforts of the world, but where was God? It was not until Alex came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior that Christ began to shape him and mold him into the leader that he intended him to be, the point man of his home, meaning the man who pointed his family toward God. He became the spiritual head of the household, and he made sure that we came to church as a family. That's why I am so proud to see you men today bring your family to church. Even though if you were dragged to church today, I'm still thankful that you are here. Well, Alex prayed before the children with all his heart. And he sought God in the good and the bad times. And he asked God for healing for his children. He stopped drinking. And even when we went to parties, he he took a stand when people offered him drinks. He was always first to ask for forgiveness in an argument, even when it was not his fault. He chose to walk in God's righteousness. God has done a mighty work in his life, and I know that Alex would not want for me to be saying all these things about him, but I watched God shape him into the man of my dreams. Well, he still has faults, though, you know. He's not perfect, but he sure is more pleasant to live with. You may ask then, how do I become that kind of man? Number two on your outline says, you need to learn to lean on the Lord. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Alex did share this on the video. You know, I, I did not know that this was the scripture that he was going to share. But I had already put it in my message, and I believe that it was a confirmation from the Lord that this was the scripture he wanted to use. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Before you can teach your children and your household to obey the Lord and do what is right, you need to be seeking God daily for his instruction. You would be amazed that as you read his word and seek his direction, 
how he reveals great and mighty things which you do not know. And then it says back in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, is do not lean on your own understanding. Recently, we were in Columbus for a Foursquare International Convention. And the convention ran from Monday to Thursday at noon. And you know, of course, when we go places like that, we always want to go shopping. And we found out that there was a really big shopping center. It almost looked like a village, a shopping village, that was only like 10 minutes drive from away from the hotel. But right after the convention, Alex still had another meeting, and the meeting wouldn't get over until 3 o'clock. So the other guys left, and they went to the shop, shopping center. And uh, there was uh, a driver and his navigator came and they picked us up at 3.30. And um, when we got into the car, I'm thinking, great, I got at least two hours to shop before we meet up with the rest of the guys um, and have dinner together. Well, I get in the car and I find out that the navigator's phone is dead. And... Uh, so, of course, then there goes his GPS because that's how he was trying to get around. And then the driver, for some reason, his GPS was not showing the destination. But, you know, they said, ah, no worry, we get him. So, well, we're on the freeway and um, going for a little bit. And the navigator says, oops, we passed the exit. But he said, no, that's okay, you know, because it just takes 15 minutes down and we turn around and, you know, just 15 minutes. And then when we came back up close to the exit, for some reason, we took a wrong turn. But then again, the navigator says, "Uh, that's okay. Um, We're right on the back side of the shopping center. So I said, oh, all right. Well, we make another turn, and we are in after-work traffic. And the driver and the navigator are roll-laughing because, you know, we are completely lost, but they don't want to admit it, see. And it's now an hour later, we are totally lost. And I don't want to say nothing because I'm the only chick in the car, and... So, but inside, I'm screaming, but I softly suggest to them, you know, maybe if we stop and ask for direction, (laughs) but they're not listening to me, okay? They're just laughing away. But inside, I'm saying to myself, guys, we are in the desert going in circles and it's 40 years And I glare at my husband. And I'm nudging him. My nose is flaring. And I'm saying to him, take the lead. And he tells me, no worry, they get him. (laughs) Well, anyway, I said, you know what? I want to go to GNC. So they stop, they get in 
parking lot, they stopped. But actually, I wanted them to stop so they could go get, we could go get directions how to get out of there, go to the shopping center. So Alex and I get out of the car, we get directions, we get back in the car and get directions to go to the shopping center. Well, by the time we get there, it's an hour and a half later. I only get half an hour for shops. <laughs> well, lesson learned. Do not lean on technology because technology fails you. Definitely do not lean on man because they fail you too. <laughs> so it says, the scripture says, do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Recognize that you cannot do this on your own. You need him to help, to help you. For he is more than able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that you can ask or imagine. And um, by the way, the driver was Guy Spencer. <laughs> and the navigator was none other than your pastor, Pastor Sheldon Laxina. Anyway, if you trust in the Lord first and are obedient to do his will, the promise is that he will make your path straight and he will direct you and teach you how to lead your family. Let the Bible be your guide in training your children in the way that they should go and let it also be the manual that teaches you how to love and encourage your household in the Lord. So the first point was learn to lead your family to obey the Lord. And the second was learn to lean on the Lord before you can lead your family. And the third is learn to love. And in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39, says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor is loving those that are in your household. You always need to start with those God has placed right in your own home. But you cannot love your family as God has intended without first loving the Lord your God with all your heart. Because he loves you more than you ever know. He cares deeply about you and is willing to forgive you even when you are disobedient. When you love God for real, and let me say that again, when you love God for real, God will empower you with his unconditional love for your wife and for your children. Many times, the ones most difficult to love are those that are closest to you, and that is your family. The greatest thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. And God has demonstrated his unconditional love for me through my husband. There's no doubt in my mind that my husband loves me because he tells me so every day. A hundred times a day, in fact. And I know he really loves me because when I get up in the morning, he's still there, even though he's been up all night putting up with my snoring. <laughs> but in all seriousness, 
I know of God's unconditional love for me because God loved me through Alex when I was so unlovable. I questioned my salvation during my years of menopause, yet I never stopped reading his word every day. I looked back at my journals and I saw that God's comforting words to me at that time was, I have never left you nor forsaken you. I am with you always. I love you. And it seemed like throughout those years, those words were there before me always. And yet I could not understand why I acted toward Alex the way I did. Those 10 years were like hell for him. And all those unkind, heartless, harmful, hurtful, mean words that I said to him, any man would have left me. But he hung in there, believing that I would get better someday. When his human love for me ran out, God's unconditional love filled him. There was no way he could love me on his own strength. Remember that illustration Pastor Sheldon used a couple of weeks back about the man dying of thirst in a desert? And remember the scriptures that he used? In Proverbs, it says, Proverbs 21, 19, it says, It's better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining wife. And for some reason, one time was not enough. He said it again in Proverbs 27, 15 and 16. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a rainy day. Stopping her, stopping her complaints is like trying to stop the wind and trying to hold something with greased hands. I always wondered why God put those words there. But it was in those menopausal years that those words became real. You know, God, he's so smart. He knew what he was talking about. I was that quarrelsome, complaining wife that I'm sure any man would dread to come home to. God gave Alex his unconditional love and strength to persevere in this marriage. And he stuck to our marriage vows till death do us part for a decade. Till I finally got better and I started loving him again. Surely he died a thousand deaths and sacrificially gave so that I could live. Why? Because he loved the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his mind, trusting and believing that God would heal me. Maybe all you heard today was how great a husband and father Pastor Alex is. But that is not what I was saying. What I hope you catch is how great our Heavenly Father is. And there's nothing that He cannot do for you. Over the years, I have watched His mighty hand change me and my husband day by day as we spent time with Him. We are absolutely nothing without Him. His word says he is faithful to those that are faithful to him. And I know that what he did.
did for us and our family, he can do for you. If you would choose to seek him with all your heart and entrust your lives completely to him, nothing is impossible. Men, you can become great Christian fathers and grandfathers. You can point your children and grandchildren to Jesus. You can keep your promises. You can be present and active in your home. Don't take this lightly. Love God. Love your wife. Be that godly example to your children by teaching them what you have learned as you spent time with God. Lean on him. Ask him to teach you to love your family the way he loves them. And ask him to lead you with his mighty hand and to show you how to lead them. Thank you. How about another hand for them? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think that the picture we painted today, um, by the way, Berna, Annie, you did such a good job. Yeah, you can preach all the time before. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Father's Day, you know, the, um, the word father was, was said a lot. And, um, but I, I really hope that you, um, even though you're not a father, that the message spoke to you about um, to trust in the Lord. That it's through him that your path will be straight. And it's not you leaning on your own understanding. And um, it was hard to come to that place. And I know that there may be some people today that might be right there. And you're saying, how do I trust in the Lord? And that's by giving your life to him. Allowing him to be the Lord in your life. And it's a simple decision that is made that you will allow Jesus to now lead you. And I couldn't understand it all when I did that. But... Somehow, I look back at all these years of him being Lord in my life, and I look at the path that he led me down, and man, things started to fall into place. It was something that I cannot explain that happened, but it did happen because of who he is. He is the Lord, and he loves you, and he wants you to be all that he created you to be. I'm going to do that. Do this this way. If you would bow your heads with me and close your eyes, I'm going to pray. But before I pray, I want to I want to talk to you. There there may be some people here this this morning. Well, it's Father's Day. You're thinking, and you and your wife have been really trying hard to conceive to get children in your life, and it and it's been difficult. It's it's just been almost like impossible. But that's why you need Jesus. He he can do the impossible. Now, it may not be the way you may think it may happen. Bernard and I, we have children, but we also adopted. It might be just a different way that God will do it. But if you're open to him, he's going to send you the best children that you would ever dream of. And I, I thought that that would be something that you need to know. There may be some, some ladies here that are um, your single moms. And until God sends you somebody that would be the godly husband that he has planned for you, you have to lead. And don't be afraid to do that. God gives you the strength and the courage, but you got to rely on him. 
And there are some dads here today where you can relate with me because I've made so many mistakes as a father. And you might be saying right now, man, I don't, I don't know how I'm ever going to be a good dad. You need Jesus too. And if you start to follow his ways and stay strong in Jesus, you will look back and say, I don't know how it happened, but it did happen. And it was because of the Lord. God loves you and he cares for you. And he wants to lead you. Father in heaven, I pray for every person here today. That they would realize that, that you are the, the great dad. You are the one that has unconditional love for all his children. You are the one that loves us. Even though we blow it, we, we make mistakes. But you are a God of a second chance. And I believe, Lord, the word that I shared in the first service is the same word that you are saying to us today. It does not matter where we've been, but where we are heading today because of the second chance that you're giving to us. So I pray that they would be great fathers. I pray that they would be great people, mothers, um, couples that are, are seeking your will, Lord. I pray for them, and I ask that your blessings will flow upon their lives. And with our heads bowed and eyes closed, if there is someone that would say, Pastor Alex, I am right there. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior today. I'm just going to ask with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if that is you, the Lord sees you. Would you lift a hand right now as I pray over you? If there's somebody here this morning, would just say, I'm right there right now. And I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And this is not something where I just lift my hand for, for because I, I'm doing a thing. It's the real thing. If you lift your hand right now so I can see you. Just hold your hands up. Father, there are some here this morning that are really seeking you, Lord. And your word promises us that if we seek, we shall find. And so, Father, I pray for them. I ask that you bless them. I pray, Lord, that they will also do their part and that they will seek you with all their hearts and that Lord they would come to know you as the great God that you are that you keep your promises and one of your promises that if anyone should call out on the name of the Lord they shall be saved and so Lord I pray that upon them right now in Jesus name you may put your hands down we thank you for this day the dads are going to enjoy a great meal I hope they share their steaks with their wives and I hope that, Lord, they will start to see how great you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.